starting up with Virtue Zone on Dubai Eye 103.8. Good afternoon and welcome to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. It's your regular Thursday, one through till two, where we come together with the good team at VZ. Uh, find out all that uh, and how Virtue Zone can help you uh, start your own business, become your own boss, to scale your own business. There's a load of rugby players behind us, Mr. Neil Patch. Look, look behind you. Those are rugby How players. about that? And as an interesting sag, Virtue Zone has helped football clubs set up, but we've just found out that our guest, and he's not here to talk about football, was the youngest owner of a football club in the UK ever! Ever. We Ever. will be finding out details on that one shortly. Uh, but basically, we're here to answer your questions. And, uh, Neil Petch, question from me to you to start things off. The answer's off. yes. What's the question, uh, Tom? Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I will expect the transfer immediately, if that's all right. Um, <laughs> the question is, how's the week been? I know that you've been out and about. I know that you've... Uh, Listen, been... we had an awards ceremony <laughs> presented by you. We had a TV show presented by you. You didn't ask too many difficult questions. Perhaps today is the day where you asked me a question where all the listeners go, ha, he's not going to know the answer to that one. But business is good? Business is spectacular. Thank you very much. No better time. The weather's right. We're tax efficient. We're ta- Are you tax ready? Always. <laughs> you Always. promise? Always promise. I've got the great advice of Virtue Zone. There's another rugby team going past. I don't know. It must be the Rugby Sevens this weekend. Got no shortage of talent in town at the moment. Uh, and in fact, talking of talent, let's kick things off with today's success spotlight. Uh, it is, well, do I need to tell anybody out there that today's the day? It's the start of COP28. It is here in Dubai, but it's been celebrated across the UAE as it is the world. And we are making it here uh, on Starting Up. Uh, we're marking it here, I should say, on Starting Up with Virtue Zone by putting focus on all things green, all things sustainable. Sustainability is the main theme of our conversation uh, with our success spotlight of the week. Uh, and uh, our success spotlight of the week is the creator of the fibre bottle and the owner of Cullen Eco Packaging. David McDonald has joined us live here in the studio. Uh, David, um, it is uh, a very significant day for us all. It's a hugely busy day in a couple of weeks for you and your team. So thanks so much indeed for joining us. Thanks for having me. Nice to nice to be here. Uh, the football, Fantastic the, view, if you don't mind me saying. It's not a bad one, is it? <laughs> there are worse one. views in Dubai, that's for sure. <laughs> Who were you looking at when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> the rugby players outside. <laughs> uh, right, as D- Neil was just uh, teasing, obviously... Uh, uh, as and when people get together in studios, there's a little chat that goes on whilst the mics are down. You teased us a few moments ago with your football credentials. Uh, you've got a Man United fan over there. You've got a West Ham fan over here. Uh, and we've got a football, a former football club owner over there. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. so I was um, Britain's uh, youngest football club owner. Um, I was 27 when I purchased the, the club and had eight successful seasons in the Premier League, uh, playing Rangers, Celtic, and actually outsold Rangers and Celtic for youth development players to England, one going to West Ham and Stephen Hendry. Oh, yeah, um, I remember him. Which I had a wee bit of a ding-dong with West Ham about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a wee bit of a ding-dong a for those not familiar with Scottish. <laughs> it's, a cl- yeah. it's a contractual issue. Yes, yes. A, a, a heavy discussion. Um, but, yeah, some fantastic times and, uh, yeah, quite a rare world to be in at that age, but thoroughly enjoyed it. So... I think that Neil and I can read into that piece of information that you've got an entrepreneurial spirit. Is that yep. fair to say? That's fair to say. How does a football club owner become a leader in sustainability? Um, 
talk to us about the the, the journey, if you can, and what's sort of yeah. taken you to 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 want to make this chain through the fibre bottle and colour eco packaging. Yeah, so the 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 sustainability and the the business came before the football club. That's obviously the success from that allowed me to step into that world, um, which, as I said, was fantastic. Um, but yeah, Cullen uh, eco-friendly packaging is Europe's only um, box and fibre manufacturer under one roof. Now, why that's so rare and special to have is that we used we use the waste to turn into products you use every day, high volume. Uh, we've done 1.6 billion products in 35 countries last year. So what we do is we make boxes for all type, different types of uses, supermarkets, um, NHS, everybody back in the UK. And once the box is made, we use all the waste and turn it into moulded fibre. Now, moulded fibre is 100% plastic-free, sustainable and biodegradable. It's paper mache, it's like tissue paper. So it naturally biodegrades, which is fantastic for the environment. So we build these machines uh, on-site in Scotland. We do all the designs and we press waste, paper waste, into new products. So if you use cup carriers at any large F&B mm. uh, supplier, your coffee right now will come in a two or four cup, mostly made by me globally. Um, if you get produce trays for fruit and vegetables in your supermarket, that will more likely be me. 98% um, of the NHS for medical products, 35 countries worldwide. So the demand to replace plastic is at an all-time high. But what they need is solutions for new products. And that's what we specialise in. We can replace any plastic packaging product within six weeks with fibre. So the, the, the plastic problem isn't the problem. We are the problem. Mm. It's how we use the product is the problem. It's not the plastic that is the issue. That's brilliant. How is that relevant to our audience, which are here in the UAE? Well, it's relevant because 9%, this is UK uh, facts, um, it's, it's probably slightly less here, 9% of single-use plastic gets recycled. Mm. That means 91% ends up in landfill, the ocean, or unfortunately sold to third-world countries and burns, which I've seen with my own eyes. Um, and the daunting fact is plastic, normal plastic, will outlive four generations of our family. Mm. So if you don't think it's a problem right now, I can... I can assure you it's coming. Um, plastic particles. But will you commit drink. to putting the factories over here in, in the UAE? Because that's what we want to see, right? Well, that, that's, why, that's why we're here. So, yeah. you know, speaking at COP28, I've been a resident of the country for two years, mm. thoroughly enjoying it, really excited about the changes that can be made here. So not only do we want to bring the machines and the technology, but we want to create jobs and support the UAE becoming more plastic-free, which there's no doubt they want to achieve, and we're very excited by that. Question. Just, so I was just going to say, COP26 two years ago was in Glasgow, Glasgow our yeah. hometown. We were heavily involved on, on speaking on many different topics, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful Dubai will be a, a lot more forward-thinking and put it into practice than the one in Glasgow was. You talked there about the scale of your business, of Cullen Eco, uh, and obviously we'll get onto the fibre bottle very shortly. Um, but in terms of, you know, this is something that you're an early adopter to this sort of the, the need to recognise our responsibility for sustainability, our sustainable goals, etc. 
it, it, more and more companies are now coming round to the realisation that they need to do more. Why has it taken so long? You know, you, you recognised this many, many years ago and you've built your company, your ethos around that. So yeah. why, are, why is industry, why are companies so slow to recognise their responsibilities? I don't think they're slow. To, if we're talking about the businesses and the corporations, I don't think they're slow to understand the problem. I think um, if the consumers are still buying the product that they're selling, they're, they're not going to change until they have to. And even now, they don't have to. Coming back to why COP28 is so important to set the standard of what's needed for change. So I think once um, once we adopt the and understand the problem, then they'll be forced to have to make changes. And that doesn't mean changing what they sell, maybe just rethinking how they sell it. Mm. How do you, you... You mentioned COP28, and you've got several speaking engagements. In fact, they're working you, aren't they? They're, they yeah, are, they're, the PR, they're working me. The PR company are working you. You've got your work cut out in the next couple of weeks. How do you, though, get a message across when there are so many different entities coming together, be that startups like, um, like, like Neil and his team specialise in, be it multinationals, be yep. it individuals? How do you impart to them the same message? Or do you have to change the message depending on who you're speaking to? I think, um, especially for me and my business, we have the solution to a problem that's, that's global and mm. everybody has on their hands, especially the larger food and beverage companies. So really, I'm not trying to have a large voice in this. I'm just trying to be here if anyone needs that support to make the change. We have the solution. I'm not trying to sell myself, if I'm being honest. I'm just here to support the UAE on something that's very rare. David, uh, are you taking investment in this? Uh, no. Not just now, because um, the, the business has obviously been very successful. I started it when I was 19. Um, but what we are having a lot of interest just now is support. So from some of the large waste management companies, some of the governments, uh, for example, uh, Abu Dhabi were over in Cullen seeing it last week, which was very exciting. So this is our opportunity to get to meet people in the local yeah. area. Anyone from Emirates, from from Starbucks, from Spinney's, is listening. Now's yep. your chance. Make yep. that call. And we get 10% if they do, right? <laughs> 1% we've got a deal. <laughs> Abdul Salam. Typical Glaswegian, right? <laughs> Abdul Salam's texted in. Listen, you got any questions for David, then feel free to get them into us now. Saying, loving the chat this morning, fellas. Uh, sorry, this afternoon, fellas. Uh, it says, we all enjoy paper cups for coffee, but the takeaway covers are still plastic. David, is there any way that you can help with that? It's already done. The thermoformed tops for um, fast food drinks and coffee is already there. And your 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 listener, obviously, I don't know his name. Abdul Salam. Uh, Abdul, uh, you've you've hit the nail on the head there. What people don't understand isn't even the damage it does to our plastic with the it uh, does with the plastic for the waste. The real problem is what you're actually consuming. If your coffee cup is left for more than seventeen minutes with hot liquid. The liquid you have, 6% of that is plastic particles from the liner. So the outside is a paper cup, but the inside is a plastic liner. So, you're, Abdul, you're 100% correct. And there is thermoformed big ass tops, but the problem is they're slightly more expensive. Probably talking 16%. But it is coming. Abdul Salam, right? you ask, starting up delivers. <laughs> exactly that. We're saving <laughs> lives, and David is also a football club owner. I uh, mean, yeah. my goodness, me, I'd coffee? like to meet you. Used in to be. <laughs> establishment. <laughs> 
This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Uh, Tom Oker and Neil Petch in studio with you all the way through till two o'clock. Saving lives, Tom. Saving, we're, st- we're still on talking terms as well. Saving lives, <laughs> on talking terms. It's all going on this morning. Uh, it's not even this morning. It's this afternoon as well. That's how we you roll. see, we're moving time <laughs> and we're saving lives. Uh, we move on to our second part of Success Spotlight with our special guest, David McDonald. David is the creator of the Fibre Bottle and the owner of Cullen Eco Packaging. He's just been telling us about, you know, how he was a very early adopter to our need to embrace sustainability in all its guises. Uh, set up his first business at the age of 19 and as, uh, well, he's only 25 now. So for the last six years, he's been making uh, uh, headlines uh, in the world of sustainability. He's here for COP28. The question, I suppose, David, before we move on to all things uh, the fibre bottle and more is... COP28, there will be a lot of people out there, and this is something that I've heard a lot of recently, a lot of people going, yeah, I've heard of COP and I've heard it's going on and apparently they're closing a road on Friday and apparently King Charles is here, but why is it, why is it, in, well, how's it going to impact me? Why is it going to Im- bother me? How do you sort of answer that? Again, there's this whole thing, people not taking responsibility or personal responsibility, leaving it to government and companies to make the amends and the innovations first. Well, first, I feel about 65, so if I look 25, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's obviously a, a very a very big question, and many different people have different views on it. I think what COP28 brings is the time for focus, for people to have the discussions, and you will see top-line headlines um, that you might not agree with, but what is happening behind the scenes is there's a lot of company like ourselves and others that I could... Um, you know, give give focus to mm. that are doing incredible work, um, especially out here in the region where there's a lot of startups with phenomenal ideas that can fix a lot of problems, and also some big businesses um, really adapting to change. So it might not seem to you that there's not a lot happening, but you will see it in the coming years, and that's so important because we have arguably the biggest fight ever on our hands with saving this planet. Cop. 28 follows fast on the footsteps of, you guessed it, 27 in Egypt and, of course, 26 over in your native Glasgow as well. Um, A lot of chat about this COP, you know, opening it up to the public, the two different zones as well, Uh, obviously the discourse and the discussion. Um, Is this a COP that decisions are going to be made or rather that initiatives... uh, uh, I suppose the question is, are we going to get the talk here or are we going to get the walk in the talk? You're always going to have both you're always going to receive both sides of it because there's so much to cover with sustainability. Sustainability is not one thing to fix. I mean, it's it's probably thousands of things to fix. Um, But what I do believe and I'm really excited about, uh, which I've not said before, is how the UAE runs the country and uh, all the phenomenal things they've done. Whatever is needed, they will put into practice Mm. and they will make the changes because... They're very astute in what they do, and um, I'm really proud to be part of that, especially since the last few years of really been all talk, uh, even including Glasgow, where I'm from, and I was heavily involved with that. But I've got a lot of faith that this being in the UAE, things will happen and happen quickly. You're making changes. Uh, In fact, you've brought an example of that change in the fibre bottle. What is it? The fibre bottle is um, 100% plastic-free, 
uh, replacement for plastic bottles. We're the only people in the world that can do it. We hold the patent and build the machines. So we can put this technology anywhere on the planet and replace plastic bottles. So we can make it any shape, any size, any colour. And it's currently in trials with some of the biggest organisations globally that serve you your food products, your drinks products, whatever it may be. And David, you said you've got a six week, you can turn around something in six weeks. So you see something plastic, you can mimic it in six weeks. That's amazing. Exactly. So we build the machines and your laptop you've got there that will come in plastic packaging. We can replace the packaging and that to be 100% plastic free, sustainable and biodegradable within six weeks. And when, when I mention that, the volumes for these products are hundreds and hundreds of millions. So we're not talking about changing a handful of bits of plastic like yeah. some startups. We're talking about making real change that would end up sitting in the ocean for another 200 years. Do so you have many competitors out there? Not really. Some for certain products. Um, but the beauty in what we do is being agile enough to create new products that need replaced from plastic. That's our USP. And what's your biggest challenge to growth? The growth we already have. Um, oh, I th- first world I th- problems I th- today. <laughs> I think um, handling my fan mail. <laughs> I, th- I think it's. Um, I think it's been able to focus on the products that are needed to change the most, and and being selective on what's doing the most amount of damage. I would say that is the focus for the business, certainly in the UAE, because you have so much we want to change and need to change. It's about deciding what's causing the most amount of damage to. The, the public and the local And how community. many people do you employ across the organisation? So we've got 620 people globally in 35 countries. Um, as I said, done 1.6 billion products last year. So the facility and the technology we're bringing to the UAE, we're hoping to employ another 127 people we need right now. But as things are growing, that's obviously going to Proper grow. Glaswegian, 127.2 people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the... Okay, you, you highlighted the growth there, but you know the nature of the, the, this show is starting up with Virtue Zone, and you've been, you know, you've talked about your humble origins, and the, you know, starting up from from scratch and yep. building, 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 building. What's your advice, especially in this sphere, in the sustainability and the uh, uh, and the green initiatives sphere? If a company is setting at the moment and they are literally looking at the bottom line, they are counting the pennies at the moment. Yep. How do you impart on them the importance of baking in? That sort of that green initiative, that 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 sustainable element from the very off, when people are li- literally looking at where they're spending every part of their budget. I think uh, first and foremost, don't beat yourself up by not ticking every box when you're just getting started. Mm. I think that's very important to understand and take into account. I think just just know you're every time you're making a decision with procurement, you're just assessing your options. Mm. I think that's all you can do. If you could change your business 10% every year, 5% every year, gradual growth on making the smart decisions, that's all you can do. Mm. You are not accountable to fix the world's problems. You've just got to do your bit when you can. And then it's on the large organisations that are selling packaging, bottles, whatever it may be, to do the same and we'll gradually get there. And, and is there an element out there that a lot of people, the misconceptions when it comes to uh, sustainable goals and, and, and net zeros and, and, and companies' responsibility there, and a lot of people think, oh, look, you know, it's just a ESG 
box that I've got to tick. It's going to cost us money, but at least we're doing the right thing. Do we need to change this mentality going, you know, it doesn't have to just cost you money. There is an opportunity and no one wants to say profiting from ESG, etc. But there isn't a means that you can monetize it. Definitely. Um, obviously, having majority of my business in the UK and, and, and the headquarters there, you know, that's in full force. Um, so I, I would I think there's a lot of initiatives that are getting put your way. Um, I think you just need to focus on what you believe in and try and make the changes where possible rather than being forced to do so. I don't think forcing people to make the change for other people's benefit is, um, is the right way to go. Finally, David. Personal opinion. Well, no, that's what we're all about. We're all yeah. about opinions on starting up. Uh, finally, uh, your piece of advice. People listening in, uh, they got COP28 officially starting tomorrow. The big guns are going to be in town. But you know what? We're here till the 12th, the 15th as well. What's your advice to people out there with regards to COP28? Take advantage of it? 100%. You know, it's here. It's on your doorstep in years to come for your family and your children. This is going to be the biggest thing the world faces. So why not spend a little bit of time understanding all the incredible events and focus that the UAE is giving you the opportunity to understand? Uh, I think it's an incredible opportunity for people to understand what's about to come. And secondly, use that time to reflect in your own life and do, do as best as you can, whether it's buying fibre bottles rather than plastic. And congratulations, David. It's actually an honour that VirtuZone was able to give you an award because I think you're exactly the sort of entrepreneur and company mm. that Dubai is proud of. I really appreciate that. And thank you for all the help, VirtuZone, have been uh, a massive part of giving us the, the, the base to be able to grow in the UAE. So I'm really excited. He's not reading from a script. All right, <laughs> you two. Enough of the old self-appreciation society, all right? Eh? You still owe me that, Tanner. <laughs> Uh, David, bless you. Enjoy, Cop. I know it's going to be a busy one for you and the team, but thanks so much indeed for thanks, joining guys. us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business setup with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. My name is Tom Urquhart. His name is Neil Petch. Hey, Neil. I was fairly sure earlier you said that Elaine was in strategic planning. Strategic planning. So let's hear more. Strategic strategic branding is what we are doing now because uh, we have got a very special uh, guest joining us live in studio for companies. Uh, How... Question, basically, how do you ensure that you are in the minds of your target clients? How do you remain in their minds as well? What are your strategies in place to make sure that they are thinking about your services and your products over your competitors? How do you stay relevant? Well, the answers are here, thanks to an expert in the field. We are now joined by the co-founder and the managing director of Illustrado Brand Development and Creative Agency. It is a warm welcome to starting up with Virtue Zone uh, to Lelaine Shu Benitez. Lelaine, thanks so much indeed for being with us. Pleased to be here. Thank you for having me, let's, Tom and Neil. Let's do the let's do the the, the 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 definitions if we can first and foremost. Branding. Everyone gets branding or sort of gets branding. They know what we mean. If you say uh, you're a brand or how to brand a brand or create branding um, initiatives, great. Strategic branding, how Mm -hmm. does it differ? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to the core of it. What is a brand, right? In, In our practice, we still see a lot of entrepreneurs who don't quite understand what a brand is. Jeff Bezos said that your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. But to us as an agency, that's just one part of it. Because when you think about brand, it's encompassing a whole lot of different things, right? Um, And 
for me, it's more of the soul of the company. What is the soul of the company? And, and that's a very abstract concept to be thinking about, right? Because when you think about the soul, and when we say brand, we're thinking about not just the identity, which people associate with the brand, uh, you know, mostly they think that the brand is a logo. It's just one part of it. So it's the identity, it's the imagery, what people see associated with your brand. It's the messaging, what people hear and read about your brand. And with that, what is the mission of your company? What is the vision? What are your core values? But it goes beyond that. What do people say about you? And then beyond that even, how do things work within your company? What is your culture? All these things tied together. How does a person in your company answer the phone? That's part of your brand. Hmm. So when you really think about it, branding, strategic branding, that is, it's a whole load of different things. It's very, very complex. So it's image, it's messaging, it's your reputation, but it's also your internal culture. Can you fix it? Can you fix a brand? If you're missing an element of that in your overall brand, is it easy to fix? Definitely. Uh, it's always fixable, but the first thing is to understand what the problem is, right? Mm. So in an agency like ours, what we would do is to do a brand audit, and we would take a look at all the different aspects of the brand. Like I said, what's the strategy? What is the strategy relative to the market? What are the offerings? And then we look at the identity, we look at the imagery, reputation, and then whatever happens inside. We also examine uh, operations, Business development, how are you selling your products and your services? How do you communicate? What is customer service like? So it's definitely fixable, uh, Tom, but you have to look at the problems first. Mm. You have to understand what the uh, the challenges are. I think it's a typical business thing, which we the, the cliche, always put yourself in someone else's shoes. When, definitely. When, if you're presenting, Lelaine, to a company about their brand, the people you're presenting to, of course, know it inside out or mm -hmm. certainly feel they do, but they're not not necessarily the right target market, are they? Because you're trying to approach, yes, your employees, but also your customers who may view things with less of a technical knowledge. Definitely. And that's a good point. Again, going back to what Jeff Bezos said about a brand being what people say about you when you're not in the room, your brand is not what you say it is. It's what people think about it. And that is shaped by your actions. So even if I say my brand is luxury, if people don't perceive it as luxury, it's not a luxury brand. That definition has to come from the people that I'm targeting, which makes it very tricky. And in a very competitive business market here, you know, gone are the days that it was just one company in one particular area and, and therefore you sort of had a, a, a carte blanche. Now there is so much competition out there and more and more coming in. Mm -hmm. How much does brand can, is, is brand, can brand be the difference between you and your competitors? Does it set you apart? Most definitely. Just think about Apple, which is the most valuable company in the world, right? Three trillion in valuation in June 2023. 95% of Apple uh, iPads, Macs, and all of these things are built in China. But not a single factory in China can just build these things and, you know, sell like Apple. Why? Because Apple is perceived totally differently by people around the world. Mm. It has almost a cult following. So, yes, the brand can make a difference. And sometimes these differences also are what um, allows you to charge a premium in the market. You know, like, for example, in a category where products are the same, 
right? Most of these products are going to compete only in price. Mm. But when you've got a branded service or a branded product or a product that people resonate with, that's when you can charge a premium on it because people understand you have established that trust. There's a certain level of respect. So yes, brands, the brand does make a difference, a huge difference. COP28 starts unofficially today, starts tomorrow as well. We're just talking to David uh, about the need for sustainability. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, that's David's business. You know, he's, be- he's built that business accordingly. What about companies setting out on this journey at the moment? Should you be including your sustainability responsibilities or your sustainable responsibilities within your brand from the offset? It's highly recommended. And I dare say sustainability is unavoidable. I think companies that don't get into sustainability are going to be losing out in the end. Sustainability is not only profitable. It's been proven profitable for a lot of companies around the world to be sustainable. But at the same time, it gives you good points, you know, with your consumers who are becoming more and more sustainability oriented, especially young people of today. They're very aware of these things. They would support companies that have a sustainability agenda. Right. So it's not just profit. It's also your reputation. And at the same time, by being sustainable, you also attract the right talents. Mm. So it's it's a win win all throughout. And I think as countries become more sustainability concerned and uh, sustainability oriented, it's going to be unavoidable for companies. Mm. You will lose out if you don't get into it. You are a branding expert um, and we've talked a lot about company branding and brands of uh, companies starting up or brands that have been established, etc. How does that differ from personal branding? Are there two different approaches? Actually, it's very similar. Um, the, the easiest way, actually, to describe branding or to, to, to give a lesson on branding is to talk about the person as an example of branding, right? Um, these are two very similar things. And personal branding is so, so important right now because here's, here's the reality. People like to follow other people. Mm. They're not so much interested about companies. They have an interest, but not as much as they would be interested with a person. They like to see people, you know, they like to see what people do and all of that. And then again, think about this. Um, an example would be Elon Musk, who's got 165 million followers on, on X or the former Twitter, mm-hmm. right? If you look at Tesla, Tesla has about 25 million followers. Us, uh, um, um, Yeah, 25 yeah, but he million. owns the company, so he just keeps giving help. himself followers, you know. Yeah, you know. but... You can you can see that only 25 million people are interested to see uh, Tesla and, and to see updates from Tesla on a, on a daily basis. But they don't mind hearing from Elon Musk because it's personal interest. So yeah, it's it, very true. I mean, very often we'll find a lot more engagement on people's personal sites than, on, than on the corporate site. And, and so how the entrepreneurs out there can, yeah. can use that. But is it key, therefore? I mean, take Neil, for example, chairman uh, and one of the uh, co-founders of Virtue Zone. Virtue Zone has its following. A lot of people know the brand, mm-hmm. etc. Neil is the boss of Virtue Zone as well. So the two brands have to be as one. You have to, it, it, it's inevitable. It has to be, uh, the two brands are one, but of course, Neil can be the person that he is also on social media. But look, Neil, 12,000 uh, followers, I think, on LinkedIn, it will be a pity not to use that followership for the benefit of Zone, right? So it's, it's another platform for the company. And if you're a founder, if you're the owner of a company, it will be a pity not to leverage that. It doesn't say that you only, um, you know, I'm not saying that you only talk about Virtuzone things or, you know, just keep on promoting Virtuzone. You can still be the person that you are. But this is what makes 
makes uh, you know people interesting, right? That's what people like to follow. Mm. They want to see the human behind the CEO. It's very kind of you not to mention that I only have 23 <laughs> followers on Instagram. Let's <laughs> add more a than couple me, of zeros to that. Right? Yeah. So it, it is very, very important. Listen, it is important. It is a subject that we would like to talk about more. Unfortunately, we're out of time on this occasion. But if there are companies listening in, and I know there are because there are questions coming in at the moment as well. Um, and if they want to find out more about strategic branding, what they can do for them and their companies, how do they get in touch with you, Lily? Oh, well, they can check out our website. It's illustrado.co. That's I-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-D-O dot C-O. And yeah, we actually have a, um, a brand score assessment there. They can even do a self-assessment of their brand situation right now. So they can reach out to us. And at the same time, if they want to make a, you know, a, a personal assessment of how their situation is looking like, there's a tool on the website that they can use. And finally, um, just if people are listening in and they are unsure about their brand, just in 30 seconds, what is, what is the, the, the best piece of advice you can give to somebody? Maybe starting out on a new business, looking to build a brand. What's the first thing to keep in mind? Okay. The first thing is establish what you stand for in the market. Who are you? What are you contributing to the world? The second thing is be true. And the third thing is be consistent. That's basically it. That's can, it. Can I add to that, Tom? Go on. We had Jeff Bezos earlier, and we were rebranding earlier. We were trying to differentiate ourselves mm-hmm. from, from our lovely competitors. And Jeff, my co-founder, came in and said, Jeff Bezos said in describing Kindle's mission statement, mm-hmm. all the books ever printed in all the world, in every language, available within 60 seconds. Now, can you do that for your company? Can you give that brief Mm. to the branding agency? Don't just sit there and wait for them to solve everything. It's what you put in Mm. that will help them. Definitely. Owners, uh, you know, the brand owners, the brand custodians have a huge amount of impact on how the brand is shaped. So it's super important to have all this input. Lelaine, we've got to leave it there, unfortunately, out of time. Lelaine Chubinitez is the co-founder and the managing director of Illustrado Brand Development and Creative Agency. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you for having me. Starting up with Virtue Zone, closing statements and arguments next. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, we're going to say Arrivederci in a few moments' time. We can't spell it, so we're just going to say it. But uh, big thank you to all of you for texting in. In fact, let's get one question over uh, to Dr. Neil Petch, the chairman of Virtue Zone. Uh, it comes through from Arthur, who says, Hey, Neil, I'm a fitness trainer. I currently work in one of the largest gym networks here in the UAE. However, I'm planning to get a license so I can work freelance for more flexibility fitness training don't mean for more flexibility uh, please advise any advice yeah the first thing is what i love about the fitness trainers in the uae is they are so entrepreneurial but guys don't look for shortcuts actually virtue zone we have a specific product for them virtue fit nice. cunningly called a lot of people tend to use their mates to get uh, visas and all of that kind of thing there's a whole host of issues that can run into you insurance you know it's what happens when something goes wrong so mm. hope for the best but plan for the worst. 
And Cool Virtue Zone. Cool Virtue Zone. Get in touch with them. A uh, number of ways you can do that. You can get in touch online. Just search for Virtue Zone, uh, hashtag be your own boss. Uh, as I said, they are answering all those socials 24 7. Or better still, just go knock on the door. Uh, Diana Sukar Baha, just opposite the Dubai Mall. They do a darn good coffee as well. So go and say hi to Neil and the rest of the team. That's it from us, uh, Mr. P. Hopefully, uh, we will meet again round about this time next week. But given how busy things are, we don't really know. Are we still going to be standing? I don't know how you do it, Tom. <laughs> and, and listen, we were talking about brand today. What about the Urquhart brand? Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Not Come doing on, that let's any trademark it. Not let's doing that any favours, am I, at the moment? We do trademarking sure. as well, by the way. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Big thanks to Neil. Big thanks to each and every one of you. Uh, thanks so much indeed. Do join us next week, starting up with Virtue Zone, each and every Thursdays, one through till two. If you can't wait till then, worry not. You can find us on the podcast. Bye-bye.